Wednesdays with Walton on scoopswithdannymac.com. And a chance, as we always do every Wednesday, to visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. A closer look at the minor leagues, also what's happening uh, with the Major League Club. And as always, we're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. Great alternative to surgery. Before you have surgery, think Blue Tail Medical Group and find out what they offer the doctors Wolf, Bays, and Crane at Blue Tail Medical Group. Hey, Brian, the Cardinals are rolling, and uh, good morning to you. Boy, it's sure fun to talk about a 10-game winning streak, 12 of the last 13. Uh, you know, it's it's wonderful, and the, the Cardinals are playing with the, the right combination uh, to win. Uh, there haven't been any blowouts, but they've been consistently scoring enough to win, and the pitching has done the job when they need to. Oh, and I'm sure you saw this coming, didn't you? No, you know, Dan, I have to say I didn't. <laughs> you know, the Cardinals' odds of recent playoffs – you know, just a couple of weeks ago, coming into the month, was down the two, three percent odds, and now it's you know well above fifty. And you know they're they're the team to beat for that second wild card. I think is it a four game lead they have in the wild card this morning? Dan? Yeah, four game lead right now, four and a half over another team, the Phillies, and then five over uh, San Diego. So I wanted to ask you about Jake Woodford because he's been a different pitcher after that relief appearance that he had uh, against the Brewers, then was inserted into the rotation. You saw him in the minor leagues. Was there anything that he was working on specifically, or did you see him take another step of the minors to allow him to have the success that he's having right now? I think, you know, that Dan, we've talked about this before, and, and others have well, as well. Of course, you know, the analysts that you work with on Valley Sports Midwest who are former pitchers. But the, there's such a fine line between – between success and mediocrity in the major leagues. And a lot of it's between the years having the confidence that my stuff is good enough that I can get these major league hitters out, that I don't have to nibble around the edges. I don't have to change what caused me to be successful. And for Jake Woodford, it was, I think the biggest step for him has the confidence that, Hey, I can go up there. I can stand in against the best hitters in baseball for four or five, six innings and get them out. And that was something that we didn't see before. He was a little bit reserved. He's a guy that, you know, you didn't see, was you know seemed to have man maybe had inside him but now you know you can just see the confidence when Woodford's on the mound he looks like a, a different man when I was watching the game last night and I'm sure we'll get clarity on on Dylan Carlson later today I was thinking about uh minor league outfielders and some of the guys that the Cardinals have had you know whether it was Lane Thomas uh this year Justin Williams obviously Lane no longer in the organization but Justin Williams maybe some others is there anybody out that is uh, out there that has stood out for you uh, in the minor leagues that, if need be, you know, you could bring them up? Uh, part of the forty man, all the different things that go into this, but uh, just kind of thinking outside the box. If if anybody comes to mind, well, there's a couple options, Dan. One um, Yepes, who's a young man who tied for the organization lead with Luke and Baker with 26 home runs this year. He's primarily a corner infielder. But, but he's played a little bit of corner outfield as well, some left field and a little bit of right field, Juan Yepes, at AAA. Uh, he's not on the 40-man, but you know, he's a guy who could come up and, and be a good bat. The other guy, and it, maybe it's a little fast, but Alec Burleson was the, uh, the young man just drafted from uh, a, a year ago from uh, East Carolina who started the season in Peoria, moved up to Springfield, now moved up to Memphis. Uh, you know, he's hitting the ball well, hit 22 home runs this season. Uh, across the organization, and it's a little early for Alec Burleson, but he is a very strong defender, a very good right fielder, and, you know, of course, we know that's a position Dylan Carlson plays. So, you know, Alec Burleson might be a guy that, you know, that I might have to tap on the shoulder if I need it. And, again, he's only 22 years old. It's early. It's too fast, but sometimes when injuries come, you know, you've got to 
you've got to make some moves. Yeah. So uh, either one of those guys, either one of those guys could be uh, could be of help. Well, the other thing too is in you know you could put Tommy Edmond out there. I I don't want to mess with Tommy Edmond in the outfield. I love him where he's at at uh, second base. I don't know if you're robbing Peter to pay Paul and those kind of things, but. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, Dan, I, I think there, Dan, you know, the question is then what happens at second base? And, you know, does Matt Carpenter get back in the lineup? And, exactly. you know, let's, let's face it, he's, you know, he's just not, he's an offensive black hole right now. The other option, of course, would be to put Paul DeYoung back in and move Sosa over to second. But Sosa's played such a good shortstop. You know, you, you just, like you said, you just hate to see you disrupt what they've got working up the middle there. Right, and that's where I'm at with that. Uh, a lot of the minor leagues are wrapping up right now. How did the Cardinals fare this year? Well, the Cardinals organization, in terms of player development, you know, there, of course, there's lots of young players who continue to, to fill the pipeline and, and, you know, be ready for the next um, uh, opportunities in St. Louis. But as, in terms of win-loss record, one-loss record, um, the Cardinals had the worst record. I'm talking about the U.S.-based teams, the one that are finished has finished their schedule. They finished with a collective 392 winning percentage, under 400, and that was last of all 30 organizations. Um, and so, you know, it was a tough, tough season, whether you, from, from Memphis on down, um, none of them finished higher than fifth place in, in their respective divisions. And I think, you know, as we've talked about before, pitching is the major culprit as, uh, not a one of the Cardinals minor league affiliates, uh, have, have a team ERA that is under five. So everybody's five, five or six in terms of their ERAs this year. And, you know, you're just not going to win many games when you've got to score seven or eight runs to win every night. And that's the situation that the Cardinals found themselves in in uh, 2021. In in terms of, like, this playoff format, too, with AAA, what's going on with that? Yeah, they're playing two, uh, two separate weeks of play, five games rather than the normal six games, this week and next. And so Memphis is playing uh, Jacksonville and in Jacksonville this week, and the next week they'll finish the season at home. And it's not part of the regular season. They call it the final stretch. Um, but it's another 10 games in which players can get more experience and you know, potentially also a place where uh, p- uh, pitchers or, or, or players can rehab uh, for the major league club. And what the Cardinals did uh, this last week was, given that Memphis is going to continue to play and the other teams aren't, they took uh, six young men who were at AA Springfield and moved them up to Memphis. Again, you know, let them get their toe in the water, get some experience in AAA, understand you know, the routines, uh, the, the stadium, all of that this season because they're players that would likely be at Memphis next year. And uh, Luke and Baker is our number 16 prospect. Uh, as I said before, uh, 26 home runs that led the system, I think 83 RBI, something like that this year. Uh, a really nice power potential guy, but a first base only guy. Uh, Ivan Herrera, the catcher we've talked about, he's our number five prospect. He's on the 40-man roster. Uh, Herrera came on very, very well. Uh, he started off slowly this season, but he ended up with 17 home runs this year, which is, I think, sixth in the system. So, you know, Ivan Herrera was a guy that um, – you know, you wanted to see the offense continue. He continues to get work behind the plate. He's probably not going to be ready right away next year, but he's a guy that they'll want to get a good, you know, season of AAA experience, and then, you know, he'll probably be the next guy up in the in the catching room. Uh, another guy that's uh, – a couple of other guys that, that were called up to Memphis that are interesting, Johan Quezada, the big, tall uh, right-hander that we saw at the beginning of spring training that the Cardinals got from the Phillies. He basically had a washed-out year. I think he's only pitched in like a dozen games this year because of multiple injuries. But he's on the 40-man, and he's up with Memphis and, you know, might be able to help in the relief corps next year. And then Andre Palante, uh, a right-hander who was drafted again 
in uh, 2019, uh, who's, uh, excuse me, 2020, who uh, has moved up now his second promotion this year, a, a right-handed starter, our number 12 prospect, and uh, he'll get a chance with Memphis to show what he can do and, you know, will want to get in that uh, in that mix to potentially be a, a call-up to the Cardinals next season. Gotcha. Um, Arizona Fall League, are you, are you hearing anything about what's going on with that or any potential guys going there? This is really a strange year, Dan, for the Arizona Fall League. Normally by now, not only would we have had the schedules out for probably six weeks, but we would know the players that are going. Usually, always by Labor Day, they announce the – and usually organizations – about seven or eight players, and it's a mix by position because six major league organizations join together for every one Arizona Fall League team. So they, they sit down together and make sure they don't all send catchers or none of them send catchers, for example. But, you know, basically it's a, you know, uh, probably three, four, four pitchers, an infielder, an outfielder, a catcher, and, you know, maybe one other player. But this year we have no idea what the schedule is going to be other than it's going to start on October 13th. We don't know what players are going. And one of the things that came out this last week, I believe Baseball America reported that the uh, Major League Baseball has decided that the players that are going to compete in these Arizona Fall League must have proof of vaccination. And therefore, it's caused some organizations to have to go back and potentially adjust their list of invitees to the Arizona Fall League to ensure that, uh, you know, they have the players that are willing to comply with the regulations. And, you know, typically the, the players that go to the Arizona Fall League are those that are getting closer uh, to the major league, sometimes guys who are injured during the year. So like a Rondon in, in Memphis, for example, was out some. Um, Julio Rodriguez, the catcher in Springfield, missed some time. Uh, so they're guys that are, you know, on the cusp. They want to get them a little more experience. And the other thing that we'll see is that uh, some players in the organization may be encouraged to play winter ball this year, again, in the Caribbean, typically Dominican Republic, Venezuela, that kind of thing, to get some more experience, uh, you know, heading into camp in 2022. Brian, I'll wrap it up with this. What are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? Well, starting uh, the beginning of next week, we'll be doing all our season recaps. We'll go through each of the organization affiliates in detail and describe, you know, how their season went, the good and the bad. And then uh, after we get through all those teams, then we'll loop back around and announce our starting pitchers of the year, our relief pitchers of the year, our players of the year, where we go into in-depth stats of all the players on the teams and identify those that really stood out during the season. And that'll you know, take us well, uh, well, probably through, almost through the month of October. Yeah, I love it when you do those recaps. Hey, my man, thanks. We'll catch you up next Wednesday. Take care, Dan. That's uh, Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. We're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group.